All right. Welcome everyone to TSA Destiny Lore Chat. I am Elamist. This is Hyven. And today we are discussing the Tangled Shore. This is episode two, recorded October twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. And let's just jump right into it. Um so the Tangled Shore is a location that was introduced with Forsaken. And it has an NPC uh, known as the Spider. He's a Fallen who, kind of a pirate, um, even more than regular Fallen. Black market dealer of sorts, for sure. Yeah. Think like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> exactly. Star Wars. But he's actually pretty fair. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um... The shore itself is located in the reef, um, which is the asteroid belt that's past Mars. Uh, anything else that I'm missing? Nope. Um, it's going to go over, I guess, a little bit, but it is basically just a kind of, you know, you have, if you've played on it, it's just a tangled mass of rocks and floating objects that are just kind of barely held together. So it is kind of a wasteland, even though it's kind of pretty to look at. Yeah, and it seems like the Tangled Shore is kind of a, an outlaw, you know, yeah. playground kind of thing. Um, it, the Scorn Barons, um, they, it, that's where we fight the, the Scorn Barons, and it's it's pretty much just a wasteland. Yeah, there's really not a lot there, which is kind of why Spider, as we'll kind of talk about, has kind of just like a... An agreement with the queen that he's able to kind of run there. I would say that Elixni kind of control this area almost just as much as uh, Awoken do. It seems like they kind of yeah. both um, fill this space fairly evenly, uh, but it's definitely like a, like you say, kind of like the like the outlaw. You think like a space version of like an old western kind of thing. <laughs> it's Firefly. It's the old west in space. Yeah, Firefly, really. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, cool, yeah. So we're going right. to be reading some various, um, just some lore text. Um, the lore tabs off of a couple weapons, and then a few armor sets that give us a little bit of an overview. Some of the stories, I guess, more of the kind of actions that we're going to see on the Tangled Shore. Um, and less just a description of physical landmarks. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um. And we're act the weapons that we're gonna be reading of the lore tabs of, they're actually obtained while on the Tangled Shore. And then there's two different armor sets that you can receive while on the shore. And those are gonna be what we're reading as well. So Alright. I you wanna will go ahead and start. take care of the first one. Sounds good. Yeah. So the weapon is the Ether Doctor. It's an auto rifle. Um the flavor text is control the supply the spider. Here is my offer. The spider folds both sets of arms over his thorax, leans back in his throne. For the manually inclined sorry, for the martially inclined bodyguards, enforcers, and such, I will provide one kilogram of ether for one day's work. By day, I mean half of one thirty hour cycle. That's the schedule I keep. If 
you suffer an injury in my service, you will still be paid for your days of recovery. Sibilant murmurs of surprise echo around the, the spider's chamber. Sorry. Uh, the dregs and vandals gathered before him are trying to figure out the catch. Spider allows himself a luxuriant smile. For those who prefer a more freelance lifestyle, you will find me an enthusiastic collector of salvage and secrets. My prices are both on the local network or on the local network. In the last 40 orbits, I have changed them twice. He pauses to let the Elixni tune into his network. Let the prices sink in. The hisses of joy are even louder this time. You are used to competing for the favors of your Kel. Let me make one thing clear. I am no Kel, and I do not waste my favor on you. Honor your side of the deal, and I shall honor mine. No more, no less. Now, Spider claps his hands, relishing the thoroughly human uselessness of the gesture. Get to work. Alright, yeah, very nice. So, this is, as I was mentioning at the beginning, shows us that the spider is actually fairly fair. And I think that is very helpful because it, well, it gives him a lot of loyal uh, followers, or more like workers, I guess. Uh, but I would say that's super beneficial because when you're in an area where everything's kind of cutthroat and people, I'm sure, are just tr used to fighting their way up, as he says, especially as that's how the Elixni work in general, um, this kind of change of pace for them, I think, is like something that makes them like really loyal to him. And I think it's a, a needed change of pace because the Elixni, they've had problems with the way their hierarchy is, or it was set up, rather. Um, and that's because it used to be you, know, you had an Archon, you had a Kel, and you had a Prime Servitor. You know, it, the prime servitor created the ether for the house. The archon, you know, distribute or uh, I think it was the archon who actually archon was like their gave priest. Out the he ether. Dis, yep, he distributed the ether and basically. Uh, and it was the Kel who decided the... who got ether. Yes. Um, and it, so it it just it all depended on who was in favor to the Kel. Yeah, and, the and to be honest, as I was saying, most of these guys we could imagine were probably dregs. And if you know anything about Elixney, uh dregs get their arms ripped off um, <laughs> when yeah. they are young and they have to earn their arms back. Um, and you've seen that Kel that go against this principle have robotic arms. We have example of like Varix, I believe Tanix, some um, Elixney or... Oh my gosh, Fallen. <laughs> Look at me using their proper name. So proud. Um, who have kind of gone against tradition. So they're definitely kind of like a, a, a high, there's a serious hierarchy with the Elixni. So this is definitely a very different change of pace. It is. And it also shows the spider's character. He, for him, it's more about the deal. You know, like it said in here, you know, I, Honor your side of the deal, and I shall honor mine. No more, no less. Yeah, That's important because we have dealings with the spider. I mean, at this point, we're 
you know, we've avenged Cade, you know, by killing his, or I choose to believe that we actually ended Aldrin, but I mean, that's, that's, you know, whatever. Um, but aside from that, we pick up bounties from Spider. You know, that's our making deals with him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it's in one of these, I don't know now, well, I've read a lot today. I don't remember if it's in this or if it's one of the booklets, but uh, he talks about how he would have given up the names of the barons to us for free, but why ask for anything for free? Um, just the fact that he wants the scorn out of here. So he's actually pretty helpful for us, and we got a pretty good deal with him. Um, I think he likes us. We're useful. Uh, so I would maybe not call him a friend, but definitely a valuable associate. But yeah, that's all I have to add for this one. All right. Do you Other want than to... I love, I do love how he, his little oddities, the fact that he loves little ghosts. He's always holding a ghost in his hands and how he loves, as we'll see even more, he loves human gestures and things. I love the fact that he gestures like a human and we'll see that he collects certain human things also. So I just find that kind of odd. Somebody who's like cultured and appreciates the uh, the culture of humanity and doesn't just want to kill us. He's definitely an odd one, character. One, as far as the ghost fascination goes, that's simply because ghosts are our, our way of... Um, exactly. The ghosts are our way of channeling the light. And the Elixni had the great machine before we did. You know, they had the traveler before us. Yeah. So I, I think it's more of just a leftover fascination with it. Yeah, I agree. It's I think just kind does. of cultural. He he talks. They always talk about how they want our ghost. I think Varric yeah. mentioned something about stealing our ghost at one point too. <laughs> they have a did. fascination with these little things. So yeah, keep your ghosts close, and you'll be all right. All right, I will move on to our next weapon, uh, lore tab, which is the wrong side of right. And I always get these two confused. That is the the scout rifle. I think. Believe so. I think right side of wrong is the pulse. Wrong side of right is the scout. Sweet. Got it right. So here is the wrong side of right, the scout rifle. The flavor text is the right thing for the wrong reasons. Petra hoped Spider would not ask too many questions. She should have been used to disappointment by now. When last I saw you, you were the picture of grief over your queen and your prince. What changed? Petra took out her knife and started sharpening. Edges of things always soothed her somehow. The sharper, the better. Better. What didn't? Spider chuckled. Don't your people have laws for these kinds of affairs? Trials, juries, verdicts? Petra tossed her knife, caught it with her mind so it hung, glinting in the dim light over her head, then let it fall back into her palm. I'm the only verdict Aldrin deserves. I love that. It, it's right. showing that Petra isn't loyal to the throne, but she's loyal to her people. And because yeah. Aldrin and, is doing everything that he is, or he was doing everything that he was, um, she's willing to act as judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, and also the fact that she is loyal to Mara, who was, well, she is the true 
you know, leader still. She's in fact the first Awoken. So Petra is kind of just sticking with the plan that was set out. So she knows that uh, Aldrin is kind of just bad news. And she also has a little bit more information than just, I would assume, their normal laws system. So yeah, she is taking it into her own hands. Yep. Yeah, All right. We see her do her cool little knife throw again with her brain. Yeah. Apparently, we'll be getting that emote coming in here in a couple months. I'm looking forward, actually. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. But yeah, as Cade would say, do it again. <laughs> his love of that was his All right, so the next one is the right side of wrong. It's a pulse rifle, and that the name right there is the reason why we get the two <laughs> weapons mixed up, because it's the right side of wrong and the right or the wrong side to right. It's like, huh, which one's which? You know, right, wrong. Actually, I have... Yes, right side it's of wrong subjective. is definitely the pulse rifle. I got it on my... person at the moment. Sweet. All right. Um, the flavor text is, Where do you stand? This may be the best deal Spider has ever made, and that, he reminds himself, is saying a lot. In exchange for facilitating the deaths of his enemies, Spider receives death for some other enemies. It's almost embarrassing. He would have provided the Baron's location for free if they had pressed him on it. But why offer anything for free? And any Guardian had to admit, Barons were much, much worse for the shore than the humble spider. When he had his territory back, everyone would benefit. Profit all around. All in all, he feels delightfully magnanimous. Yes, this will be a wonderful friendship indeed. So yes, here's the card I was referring to. Yep, so he wants the Baron's dead basically as much as us. Different reasons, but uh, yeah, they're ruining his uh, his work and his money. He wants his territory back. There's a straight gang war going on right now. Exactly. But I do love how much of a businessman he is. He talks about how, you know, he wants them dead and he would have done it for free, but... Why do anything for free? So he's definitely smart. So if you think of Spider as your friend and he'll just do a favor for you, I would think not. But as long as you can make it worth his while, it seems like he's pretty open to basically anything. Yeah, definitely. And and that's why in the, the actual story missions, that's why we had to go do a bunch of different patrols and yeah. you know, kill a certain amount of uh, enemies or all the different crazy stuff before we could actually chase the barons because Spider wanted us to do it. You know, he, he wanted us to have some kind of side of our deal. That way, he, it wasn't just him giving anything for free. We also were on a path of like revenge and destruction so he probably wanted to make sure we kind of were i don't know we weren't some crazies running around his territory well, he wanted to make sure we were had some well, usefulness well was it really revenge or was it just vengeance that is a whole nother discussion i think but <laughs> <laughs> exactly because there's zavala and akora have very different viewpoints on that whole thing as you see in the trailer but yeah you can dive into that. But regardless, we're definitely on a mission. 
So I think he kind of put some tasks in front of us to see how committed we were to that mission. I guess that's the best way to put that, regardless of our reasoning. Yeah. But, you know, technically, your reasoning is just kind of based on uh, yourself, since you are your character. So, you know, I guess you make that decision. I was ready just to bust some caps up in uh, Aldrin. He was he was about to get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, I, was I guess I could say it was a little to, bit of... Uh, just totally yeah, I mean, ready to go on a rampage. Yeah. I totally get some of the other sides to that argument. I understand Zavala's thinking and Ikora, and I understand how even at there at the end, you kind of figure out the poor guy's definitely been manipulated. And I could totally... But uh, I, I don't know. By the end of the story, I think I, I think he, he had gone far enough. His He was about to give it anything he deserved. Regardless, I am not going to be the, the least bit hurt if he is gone. Never liked him anyway, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add to that? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> All right. So this one, the next card is interesting. This is the lore tab for a thin line, which is the hand cannon, and this is just some little thoughts of a ghost. So the uh, the flavor text is sometimes you forget which side you're on. Your ghost makes a list of the things he wishes he could say to you. Talk to me about how you feel. I wish we would go home. You're on a rampage, and I am not comfortable with it. I don't think this is why the Traveler chose you. You know, I'll never leave you, right? But sometimes, I don't like the look in your eyes. Every day, the list grows longer. I'm here. I'm still here. Are you still here? I don't want to lose... I don't want to lose you to this. I love you. Oh, that's totally not our ghost. Can you hear? Yeah. Actually, I think ghost. that is our ghost. I mean, maybe, but do you see your ghost I mean, it's saying talking I love about you? us being... Well, and, like, these are supposed to be thoughts. You know, things that the ghost wishes he could say to us. Yeah, I guess. It's supposed to be. You know, stuff that he just isn't brave enough to say. I think this is more of a just all the thoughts of all ghosts. I think it's directed towards our all guardians. Just because, uh, you know, each one of oh, these little like... points, even they are just little thoughts, they all have, like, some serious purpose. Like, we have the ones talking about how we're on a rampage and we're not comfortable or doesn't think this is why the Traveler chose us. And that makes me think about how we talked about last year, about guardians turn. I mean, last week. Let's calm down. Last episode. About guardians kind of choosing to go on a rampage or you know getting a little too involved in just the the fighting um but you know little stuff like our ghost reminding us that we're still here and we should use it so i don't know i kind of like it it's just a bunch of little thoughts i like it too and like i said i i take it as our ghost you know these are thoughts from our ghost um be, simply because of that that rampage line you know you're on a rampage and i'm not comfortable with it but the perk is brought. That line right there, the first thing especially with, yeah, especially with with the introductory message from our ghost as we're dropping into the uh, the first Dreaming City mission. You know, it, it, our ghost was like, "Remember why we're doing this. Remember that we're doing this uh, for vengeance, geez. not revenge." So yeah, it just worried about that. I, I maybe I'm making connections that weren't meant to be made or. But I'm just, I'm looking at it going, no, I, I think this is our ghost. Any other thoughts? 
No, I think that covers it. I just just a kind of I guess a little bit of I think this is also a little bit of a nice um like introduction to the ghost story cards cuz we get so much more about kind of ghosts feelings and the thoughts oh, like God, yeah. when I know when I read the ghost story cards I you know you don't really I don't I never really kind of thought about our ghost making decisions like we find out that they do um I kind of just thought the ghost kind of just had to do what they had to do but uh those cards definitely were awesome for me and I think everyone will like those but um this is kind of like a little introduction so I like so these cards give us a little thing to to, to whet the appetite for the ghost story cards because all of that is basically the viewpoint of the ghost and a bunch of them. And there's some hilarious ones and there's some really sad ones. I look forward to getting into that episode. Me too. All right. Well, our all next right. one. So this next is... one is the trackless waste and Hyven and I are actually going to be going back and forth because it's actually dialogue. Um, the trackless waste is a submachine gun. Flavor text is no footprints out here. Olu, alder dice. So would I you like I'll to be start Olu or spider? I figure I'll be spider. All right. Sounds good. I will also read the narration, I suppose, too. There's only a little bit of it. Sure. All right. Sounds good. Fascinating. Fascinating. But I would expect nothing less from you, my friend. Olu Alderdarsh's silver lips curve in a smile. You're too kind, Spider. Too kind. You're sure the transmat range will cover my entire territory? And then some, if the rumors are true. Now, now, there's no need for that. Olu gives a jaunty curtsy. Are you sure I can't interest you in some arsenic lipstick? It looks better on you than it ever would on me, my friend. Your loss, of course. Your loss. Olu offers her hand. Shake on it. Spider extends Spider his arm. Oh, I'm about to say, go ahead. You can read that part. Spider extends his arm. Pauses before their appendages touch. His four eyes scrutinize Olu's two. One organic, the other red and metallic. He retracts his arm. I think not. Olu's silver grin widens. A wise decision, darling. Very wise. So, what do you think about this new character? Who the heck is Olu Alderdice? So, this card makes me think that it's... Like, they're talking about transmat zones. Yeah. And and that just... I don't know. I mean, the Awoken of transmat, too. Right. And I just... I don't know how... I feel about it or anything is it's just I mean it's just a quick conversation a quick deal yeah I'd be interested to see a little bit more about this character I found like a very interesting character in there yeah. but yeah I guess the only thing that's kind of applicable is she's helped him set up a transmat area for all of his territory so I would imagine he could transport supplies and soldiers and stuff all over the place so that's pretty freaking effective yeah really and yeah, man. That or contraband. Yeah, exactly. I think mostly contraband. But we did make that <laughs> rush on the watchtower. He did get a lot of troops there. Maybe that would explain in-game why we didn't have to ever travel anywhere, man. Spider just transmats us everywhere. Although our ghost already does that. Well, and so we do see his um, his soldiers his transmatting all over. Yeah, exactly. 
that that does explain that. Yep, that explains why they kind of will just show up, and more will show up when some of them possibly die. I know in a couple missions they'll die off, and you'll get a couple more. I think that's in the last battle. But yeah, that would explain that. But yeah, mostly just an interesting character um, who maybe we'll get some more information about. We're totally seeing us like stumble across this character at some point on ourselves. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I do too. All right. Well, you ready to move into Dusk Rock Blues? Yep. All right. Well, should we keep up the same dialogue? This one is... Well, actually, this is... These are, once again, two more. We have Marin and... Errol. Uh, Errol, yes. I guess we'll keep it up. I'll play the, the ladies' part. You can be Errol and I'll okay. be Marin. All right. You... Yes. You start off. So Dust Rock Blues is a shotgun, and the flavor text is No Job Too Tough, If the Price is Good. Renegade Corsair, Errol Maze. Never been hired by a guardian before. Errol plants his fists on his hips and surveys the dusty-cloaked figure in front of him. Don't get ahead of yourself. Marin Mansanas pushes back her hood. You haven't heard the job yet. So let me hear it. You heard of the Trinity Ghoul? Sure. Outrider's bow. Never met her before. Yes, you have. Marin says confidently. Yeah? Oh, sorry. Yeah? Errol raises an eyebrow, then lowers it. Ah. Who took your bow? The machinist. Nice knowing you. She'll never know I was there. And where would I come in? Is it true that you fought in the Hildian campaign? So these scars tell me. Think you still know the lay of the field? Wish I forget. Wish I could forget most days. Think you could loose the machinist in the Hildians? Errol's stomach falls. You want me to create a distraction? Right on target. Errol scratches at the blue stubble on his chin, trying to remind himself that the fear is a good sign. It means he hasn't lost himself yet. Finally, he grins. No job too tough if the price is right. Or, sorry, if the price is good. <laughs> I just had the game show just ring in the back of my I, yeah, yeah, I did too. <laughs> I did too. That's why I, like, I just... <laughs> yeah. Like now. <laughs> Come on down! That's right. That's basically <laughs> what happened right here. All right, so we got Renegade Corsairs here. Yeah. Think about that. That's an interesting concept, because, I mean, we know that the Reef has gone downhill since the, quote, Queen's death, unquote, but we haven't really seen anything about it. You know, we just keep hearing that, oh, yeah, it's disheveled, but we don't see it. Yeah. So I think this is the actual first part that we've seen. Yeah, and I know that, like, when things really get serious, they kind of look to Petra, but for a little while there, they're not really quite sure of her qualifications to be leading, especially after she was basically kind of banned for a good majority of the time. Um, but yeah. And you know, also I thought about the fact that, you know, we just read the cards for Drifter, and that talked about a renegade hunter, uh, yet that hunter still had dealings with the Vanguard and the Tower, so... Uh, just because it says Renegade Corsair, that could just mean that they kind of uh, kind of operate yeah. on their own a little bit. Maybe they are 
they don't they're not held as accountable because they're not in the public light but you know they could be actually still working for the you know kind of the sh- the shadow force kind of in the back well, and, and rather than being fully under the command of the the reef and the queen's wrath it could mean that there's kind of a rogue agent rogue in the yeah. sense that they still do what the queen's wrath point you know does asks of them but not always or not in the way that the queen's wrath expects or wants yeah this is definitely personal it sounds like Marin owned the Trinity Ghoul before it was stolen. And she's trying to get it back. Yeah. I'm assuming they succeeded just because I didn't get a Trinity Ghoul drop from the machinist. <laughs> <laughs> right. There was nothing in that I weird yet to Trinity Ghoul. backpack thing she carries. <laughs> so I would assume they succeeded. Granted, that probably has nothing to do with <laughs> in-game versus... Uh, lore tab but yeah, interesting thought um i'm not too f- yeah familiar on the lore tab for trinity ghoul um i'm not sure if it mentions anything about this but that would be something interesting to look into yeah it would all right cool well so that's why don't all we the go weapons. ahead and do tangled yeah now we're yeah. at the tangled web armor um and all the armor pieces were unified across all classes. So, like, the Warlock helmet didn't have any extra text that the Titan helmet didn't have, or the Hunter helmet didn't have. Um, so when we read it, you know, the actual text for the helmet, it's across all classes. Yeah. The only difference being, if you're a Titan, please never wear the Tangled Web armor. Nobody needs an airplane. That's more of a personal decision. <laughs> Got it. I still, I, I still laugh about somebody suggesting that if you wear the Tangled Web helmet as a Titan, you should be able to fly f- uh, farther <laughs> with your missile attack. Right? Yeah, you don't need, like, dune marchers or anything like that for speed or movement or uh, lion rampants. It's just the Tangled, the tangled Web helmet. <laughs> Specifically... Uh. For striker titans, you just get more airtime. That's totally <laughs> You really do look like an airplane when you put everything yeah. on. It's really annoying. You do. But, yeah. One of the armor sets I was not excited to have come back into Destiny 2. But hey, you know the worst part is I was looking for a good set of recovery armor. This is recovery armor, but it's so ugly I can't <laughs> convince myself to put it on. I've literally d- d- dismantled every single piece I got while waiting for recovery armor. I finally got a group together, but damn, that was that was obnoxious. Oh, that's that's painful. I know. There's like two sets of recovery armor, and this happens to be one of them. So bad. Oh man. But okay, let's read these flavor texts. There's nothing long involved yes. with these. There's just a flavor text for each, and each of them are just a little snippet from an elixir. All right. So the you helmet. Want to just go ahead and actually just want to read them all? Yeah, sure. They're pretty short if you just want to go ahead and knock them out. So the helmet. I was at the final attempt. I saw a guardian wield a gun that left molten gold in her wake. I ran and never looked back. Avrock. Translated from Elixir. 
for the arms, the Kells are dead or mad. The era of houses is over. So I came to the shore. Arha. Translated from Aelixni. Chess pieces. Let them have the great machine. They deserve it. Mithrax. Translated from Elixni. And that one's actually really cool because Mithrax was the fallen captain in one of the Rat King missions that you actually were chasing and you actually had the chance or the choice to either let live or kill. Yep. It's when you get to the end, there's a hive boss, I think a knight, and the fallen captain. Mm -hmm. And if you kill the knight, the captain won't attack you and you can let it go. I was just too quick to the gun the first time I ever did it. it it's a cool thing to learn after. Oh, I like and to see, think I'm of my true log. To... <laughs> I like to think of my true walkthrough. I let Mithrax live, though. I was with a fire team of three. Everyone was just gun happy, trying to get the dang weapon. Oh, and see, I did that one alone. And I, I have this general rule that if you shoot me, I shoot back. Yeah, that's so... my rule, too. It didn't shoot at me, and it, like I was confused, but I didn't shoot at him. <laughs> hey, man. You deserved it. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Um, for the boots, I was of kings, then of exiles. Now I'm here. The shore's bad, but everywhere else is worse. Rivi, translated from Lixney. And the class items. In my company... The ether flows, the spider. So the only I one. Just, I I like how it's all words from different elixni. Like it's not a single one. Yeah, yeah. It shows they all have a different viewpoint. You know, I just kind of see the elixni are just really changing and shaping. Um, I don't know. I think there's going to be a time when they might not be our enemy. That'd be kind of cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I if you look at be... it technically. The spiders, Elixni, aren't our enemy. True. True, but Varix was kind of our friend, and he kind of screwed us over, kind of whether purposely or not. But, uh, yeah. 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 If you didn't know, I mean, it's not like he actually killed Cade, but he kind of was the one responsible for letting everyone out. So, in a way, kind of screwed us. But, you know, he had good reasons, I guess. He did. Or at good least he had people good and all that. logic. Yeah. Um, the only one that I noticed was the arms. Arha is the character who is going to be in the next, basically, set of cars. Cards, not cars. God, I had a stroke. And, yeah, so I like the fact that he says his, I guess his, I guess all, yeah, all the Kells technically are dead now, aren't they? Kings was the last one. And... Yeah. As far as we know, he's gone too now, it sounded like, from some of our old lore cards. Um, and he acknowledged that the houses are over. And I just like that the first thing he did was go to the shore. So the shore is probably pretty well known as being, I guess, either a fair territory or some type of lucrative area. Um, you know, the other card talks about everywhere else is worse, even if the shore is bad. So I think Spider is about to just kind of have an influx of just people coming to him. He's about to gain some power. Yeah, that was the only thing I noticed was Arha. Keep that name because we're going to be using that as we go into our next armor set, which is the Scatterhorn armor. Are you ready for that? Yep. All right, and this is another dialogue we will read. Um, 
And let's just keep it up, and you can be Spider. I'll be Arha. All right. So the helmet. The flavor text reads, Since the scatter, nowhere in the reef felt like home. Before I knew it, I found myself on the shore. Renegade Corsair, Errol Maze. Part 1. Anything else, Arha? Yes, the spider, Arha answers in Elixni. Mithrax has told me about the orb the humans called Titan, a water world of floating cities. Before the Red War, very few humans visited. Very few. I'm already bored. Titan is still ripe with plunder, the spider, and now the plunder comes to us. The Guardian Sloan sends shipments of it to Terra in unmapped craft. Relies on the cloaking to protect it, but the cloaking cannot stop a web. Not if we know where to cast it. How interesting. Spider scratches his chin. Very good, Arha. It's time for you to go fishing. Fish ink? Spider heaves a put-upon sigh. Catch me one of those boats, you fool. Yes, the spider. I shall. Only when he is outside the spider's audience chamber does Arha allow himself a frustrated growl. Catch a boat, Arha. That was the idea. <laughs> it's kind of a comical card to read. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't just have a really bad mispronunciation. Uh, yeah, this poor guy cannot say Titan. You didn't catch that. He is talking about the planet Titan. Like it's not a planet. Teton. Teton. And then the Guardian Sloan. Yeah, he does. It's sl First time I read that, I was like, who? Oh, Sloan. Wow. It's one of those things that you have to read it out loud, and then you're like, oh. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, his uh, his network is pretty large. They're stealing supplies all the way on Titan. I kind of just kind of yeah. thought he, I guess I never really thought about the fact that he would have to bring in his contraband from somewhere else. I just kind of thought he did work mostly on just the, uh, um, the Tangled Shore, but I guess not. And apparently nets are still real real powerful, man. Good old-fashioned <laughs> net. That was genius. Good old-fashioned nets. All right. Well, I guess let's continue on with this. Uh, yeah. This is the same set of characters for the arms, if you want to get us started. Yep. That's no ordinary dust. You're standing on the pulverized remnants of one Ceres, Corsair Anzani Lyle, part two. Spider leans forward in his throne, surveying the crates Arha has brought before. What have you caught in my web? As the hall, it turns out, is almost entirely composed of Golden Age astronomy equipment, deep space scanners, detailed maps of arcologies, comets, space stations within the system, even a few outside it. Arha has only ever heard of a few of these places, and he grew up devouring the tales of his ancestors' journeys after the whirlwind. This hall is priceless. Spider is uninterested. I suppose I can find a buyer for this, he says with a dismissive wave of his hand. The Awoken have no use for these trinkets, of course. But perhaps someone in the Earth City will bite. He clicks his mandibles. Disappointing, Arha. Disappointing. The spider 
I hope very much that the ship's log will be more edifying. You brought it to me, of course. Yes, the spider. Head bowed to the hide his to hide his disappointment. Our high hand spider a data pad. Spider scrolls through it with three of his eyes closed. Only when he reaches the bottom do all of his eyes open. It says here that your Sloan believes an unknown party is stealing from Green Dove Arcology. I am stealing from New Pacific Arcology, Arha says with a trace of pout. Spider ignores him. Arha, let Brivy take over the web. You will discover for me the identity of this enterprising thief. Yes, the spider. We have somebody else stealing from... Like, and apparently they're not interested in Golden Age tech. I'd be interested in this, but, you know, I guess if you're... But that's because that's in our future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. It would. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for the Awoken, they're not really interested in this stuff. They're just trying. Right. I mean, they got their own life. They've kind of put humanity away, and the Elixir, I don't think, are really too care too much about the Golden Age, being as they just want the Travelers. So I guess it makes sense. Well, and even then, I mean, the Awoken have technology much more advanced than anything we've got, yeah, even in current, you know, city age. Right. The Awoken used to be immortal, so they could care less. Right. All right. Well, so let's see if we can figure out who, I guess we've, well, we will figure out who this is. All uh, right. So and... now the chess piece yeah, was wolf we'll... once, still wolf after scatter, but different. Then Queen's Wolf again, Bannerless. Then Spiders, Avrock. Part 3. Come now, my potential new friend. Spider encourages. Let's have a chat. I see from your robes that you are from the Noble Order of the Dead Orbit. You were returning from Green Dove Arcology when you accepted my invitation. Your forearms captured me. And I have here your ship's manifest. Spider waves a data pad. How careless of you, little thief. That was encrypted. And now it is not. Spider considers Gislain, his four eyes closing one after the other and then opening again. He sits up. How rude of me. This is no way to begin a friendship. Not only will I speed you on your way to Titan, my friend, but I will give you an armillary recovered from the new Pacific Arcology. Recovered? In the corner in the where Petra used to stand, Arha Sorry. sulks. Spider grins. In exchange, perhaps you will give me something from your previous shipment. Nothing of value. Just the symbolic gesture of our new relationship. Perhaps number 89 on the manifest? My manifest only went to 71, says Gishlin. Now what a useless little lie. It's true. Search my ship, if you haven't already. You must have scrapped a different Dead Orbit ship manifest out of our network. Ah. Uh, Spider tries not to click his mandibles in displeasure, even though he's fairly certain this Earthling wouldn't recognize the gesture if he did. So this... He pauses to read from the datapad, pretending like he's forgotten what it says. Oil likeness of eight moons over a village. 
is already with your dead orbit associates on Earth? Unless they're even unluckier than me. I see. Spider gestures at Arha. See our new friend out. Make sure she and her ship leave here unharmed. All right. So, Spider is looking for something specific. And I would assume he knew kind of where it was because, or and he just couldn't steal it maybe because he really perked up when he saw that somebody was stealing from this very specific location. So I kind of feel like he he had been looking at this for a while. Yeah, it sounded like he had been looking at the manifest for a while. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I he mean, knows it... more than this guy. It sounds like this this specific person's manifest didn't even, I guess, uh, I would just assume that maybe the supply was broken up into different shipments and his just wasn't the right one. Or hers, sorry. This was actually a woman he picked up. Right. That or might have been like two different shipments, which I mean, that goes along the same lines that you were talking about, but I'm thinking it, it might have just been a, a slight difference. You know, they got the manifest of shipment B, but really they should have gotten it from yeah, A. Exactly, yeah. And I also love how Spider is just so, like, polite. Thank you for accepting my invitation. You captured me. <laughs> You're or, wrong. That was encrypted, and now it's not. So let's talk about this. He's, he's, he's smooth, man. <laughs> you know, he he let if her go. Only I could be as smooth as him. All right. He's doing great. <laughs> But yeah, he. Uh, I like also the fact that he didn't just kill her when he didn't get what he wanted. He had no reason <laughs> to, so he left her unharmed. Why I like Spider, and I think he can be like a good adversary. Man. I mean, a good uh, a, a good helper for us. Well, and I think that's more self-serving than anything. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, don't kill all the dealers if you are the kind of the kingpin who runs on the black market, because then, well, nobody deals with you anymore. Well, so what I think, I, I mean, for the suffering part, um, I think it was more of like, why waste a bullet? <laughs> yeah. It was very specific, though, that she not be harmed and her ship be left unharmed and she not be harmed. But you know what? Also, we'll find out later. It's because also he doesn't want anyone to know what he's doing, so he probably figured if she was just dead and her ship was taken, they would wonder what he was doing with it. It would draw so. too much attention. Yeah. Because we see... That makes sense. He uh, has a, art, a love of art. He's looking for a oil likeness of eight moons over a village. He doesn't want anyone to know. Apparently he's, uh, he's embarrassed. I don't know why, but... I guess maybe that, you know, that kind of brings up the fact that I guess Elixney are not really supposed to be that interested in Earth culture. The fact that he's, like, literally looking for a painting is really, really odd for an Elixney. Well, because, like, their whole thing is that they're fascinated by machinery. You know, fascinated yeah. by technology. And for him yeah, to be yeah. fascinated by art, it's weird. Mm -hmm. Which is actually, that is exactly what the next card it talks about. I guess we should go into Boots. Yep. Flavor text reads, The Awoken have been bleeding territories for years now. Tangled Shore was just the first to slip between the cracks. A spider. Part 4. 
Spider's operative within Dead Orbit is a man named Howe, who sounds truly terrified to receive a direct call from his covert employer. Spider buries his real desire within a long list of weapons and ammunition, but Howe sting- still manages to single it out. Did you say number 89 on Manifesto Dove 15? I do not believe I stuttered. But that's... it's so old. Pre-Golden Age, we think. Lynn's best guess is that it was part of a moving art exhibit. You tell me nothing I do not already know. But why do you want it? Spider might have let the man live, up until now. A pity, really. All you need, all you need to know is how much I will pay you if you bring it to me. All right, Howe says dubiously. Give me a hundred hours. You have forty. Spider ends the call and begins the process of wiping it from the records. All right, so I guess he found the right shipment from an inside source. So that's kind of crazy. He's got an inside source in dead orbit. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to me. Because, I mean, well, it, actually, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it, the whole doctrine behind dead orbit is that they're trying to leave Earth. That's true. So, it, it, it makes for... sense to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that it was interesting that the last dead orbit dealer, he basically kidnapped. But this one, he talks about how this person, how he is terrified to re- receive a direct call from his covert employer. So, it sounds like this is customary. And so, yeah, it's kind of interesting, though, because... Dead Orbit has our weapons and ammunition. They give it to us, but they're also selling it to Spider. So, all you Dead Orbit lovers, I'm sorry to say that you guys are selling to both sides. Dead Orbit are traitors. Basically (laughs) what I read. Basically what I read. So depressing. I hope for them. Right. But yeah, this poor guy doesn't sound like he's got much longer to go anyway, so... Right. That's why you don't ask questions, guys. Don't ask questions. <laughs> All right, moving All right, on. Yeah, it's okay. So the class items. Loot things. Or, sorry, lost things have a way of washing up on the sh- tangled shore. The spider. Part five. Do you want to start off? or? Um, sure, I guess this one. This one is really just... Uh, I'll just let you read this whole one, man. There's not really much dialogue in this. Okay. It's just spider talking. Part five. Howe's body grows cold by the time Spider can tear his eyes away from the painting. Beautiful. Truly beautiful. And achieved without a traveler or any of its nonsense. He waves to Arha with a lower arm while holding painting with his other three. Clear the room. Arha bows and exits, dragging Howe's body with him. The doors slam closed. Spider pushes himself to his feet, turns to face his throne. He sings Moli Hua, an ancient song of Earth. As he finishes the first verse, his throne dematerializes to reveal a stone stairway leading down. Spider descends. The chamber below is cool and dry. Shelves line the walls. This display case contains crowns made of gold and silver, antler bone and velvet. The next is filled with red clay pottery 
adorned with monsters and heroes. Spider passes a case filled with beautifully illuminated books and scrolls. He reaches a wall nearly covered with paintings. In the gap between a painting of a bovine skull over a double waterfall and a portrait of a human with a coy smile, he places his prize, a starry night. Oh, snap. He has got himself quite a collection. Yeah, he does. Yep. So one thing I just didn't mention on the last card was just the fact that Hal asks him why he was interested in this because this was pre-Golden Age. So once again showing that there's not much interest shown to anything before the Traveler arrived from Elixney. Um, so these people probably don't even know what it is. We, of course, know what some of these paintings are. Well, obviously, he's got the Starry Night. And I have heard and think it makes sense that the portrait of a human with a coy smile, that could totally be the Mona Lisa. I was and just thinking that. I am not 100% sure about which specifically the bovine skull painting is, but I know I have seen some fans, um, some famous paintings of the skull like that. So just once again, this man is collecting like all of the most popular art. That's basically just kind of laying around because nobody knows what it is. Yeah. And well, also and, the and fact that apparently he speaks Chinese. Yeah. That, that was, a bit was really interesting. This is a Chinese folk song that is translated to Jasmine Flower. It says he sings the song. I've looked up the song. It's in Chinese. I did not find a English translation. Well, <clears> I found a literal translation, actually. It's just about a jasmine flower, but uh, yeah, it's a which is no Chinese real translation at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a direct trans, literal translation of Chinese isn't really gonna make sense for us. But I don't know. Just thought that was really cool. Yeah. I kind of like that Spider's so interested in like the culture of Earth. Yeah, and and that's really weird for an elixir. I mean, he's interested in art and culture and. <laughs> The Elixni are all about technology, so it's it's actually kind of refreshing to see a, a fallen act this way. Right? Yeah, it says he's got, like, crowns in there. He's got, like, fossils, bones, uh, like, clay pots. Red clay pottery. There. Yeah, old pottery <laughs> with, like, drawings and stuff on it. Books and scrolls. I'm interested what's up in his library, too, man. You could have some yeah. animation in there. That would be pretty cool if we if he ever let us down in there. It's literally like right under his throne. Doesn't sound like anyone knows right? it's here. So if we just, as it's... Guardians, learn Chinese, which maybe we know, and sing this song, bam, his throne disappears and we can go into his chamber. <laughs> simple, right? <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> uh. That's just like how you get the sunshot catalyst, you know? You stare at the sun for... Was it seven days, seven hours, seven minutes, seven seconds? <laughs> Not a big deal. Super easy. Same, same here. Just Absolutely. everyone just learn Chinese and sing it into your microphone when you're standing in front of Spider. And Bungie has added that Easter egg in. You've heard it here, folks. That one is totally not spin foil. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I mean, that is, that finishes that story. Yeah, um, you had anything to add for that? That's all about the Tangled Shore. Um, and only... the spider, who is the NPC for the Tangled Shore. 
I was about to say, there was just that one other card I wanted to read, the uh, the text for the ship. Um, Go ahead. What is that? Oh, Death to Kells. So this just shows, once again, spiders. Just It'll sum up spiders' viewpoint. It actually has um, Avrock, another character that we've discussed in here. But this really just shows how Spider views Kells and why he acts so different than all the leaders we're used to. It says... What is a Kel to a spider? Avrock knew Kells. He had never spoken to one, had never even been on the same battlefield as one. But as a twice-docked drag of House Kings, oh, how he knew Kells. Kells were stronger, faster, smarter. In other words, they had better resources, ate better, slept safer, lived longer. They were like guardians in that way. Avrock had had in enough of both. He stopped bringing all of his salvage to his captain. They didn't notice, and if they did, it's not like they could have cut his ether rations any more without killing him. Nothing left to lose. He built his ship piece by piece in a gully far away from the from prying eyes. When the awoken prince arrived, he knew a distraction when he saw one. While the Kel mocked his newest prisoner, Avrock made his escape. He flew his ship to the tangled shore. Starving and weak, he stood before the one they called the Spider. Offering his ship as a sign of his goodwill, Spider rubbed his chin in alien gesture. What is it called? Your ship. Avrak lifted his chin to look Spider directly in the eyes. Death to Kells. Spider hired him on the spot. Oh yes. <clears throat> we didn't, if you weren't already familiar with the process... Dregs are docked, or their arms are basically, lower two arms are ripped off and they're capped. Which is why we have to collect docking caps for some uh, patrols. I don't know if we still do that, if that was a D1 item. But uh, yeah, every time you kill those poor little dregs, you rip the little caps off their arms and sell them. Kind of weird. But uh, this poor guy was yeah. docked twice. That's pretty depressing, man. I would think yeah, he harsh. maybe worked his way up a little bit and then got... Stuck right back down. That's pretty depressing. And then also, I like that it, this is talking about the Kel of Kings. We know this was the last Kel. And some of our last cards from D1 talked about how Aldrin was brought into the chamber um, as basically pretending to be completely knocked out, at which point we kind of thought that he would kill this Kel and become maybe the head of House Kings. I mean, that didn't happen exactly. But I just thought it was interesting that they tied in. Avrock was able to get out when a, um, Aldrin was brought in to the Kel of Kings. So we still, I would think, do we have any clarification on kind of what happened in between that area? We know he his ship crash landed. The House Kings kind of took him. And then he killed the Kel. And then what? Next thing we know, he's in prison. It, that's actually part of another lore book. I know, I know that um, Petra has some dealings with him. She's the one who actually puts him in prison. But yeah, is that a part of? Is that most loyal? No, actually, was that a woke? Oh, you know, no, that is in the oh, Forsaken yeah, no, no, no. Prince. That's yeah, that's in Forsaken Prince. But yeah, that's its own. I'm not too sure, but I mean that no, I will be a topic right. that we cover eventually. But yeah, so that's what that little no, uh, nod was too. Uh, this. Pacific Elixney, where Fallen was able to bounce out and hook up with Spider. 
during all this chaos. Oh, yep. And Sp Spider hired him on the spot because he hates kills. And that was really it. It was the only other one I found that related. Um, There's the Sparrow, but it's not really. Right. I was just looking yeah. at the Sparrow, and it it doesn't relate at all to the Tangled Shore. Um, well, there's two sparrows for the Tangled Shore. The legendary one didn't have a, a lore tab, and the other one, it talked about the shore, but it wasn't about the shore itself. It was more like a small story that happened yeah. on the shore. Yeah, it fits into this C.C. LaGrange's translations of basically the writings right. and observations from the Tangled Shore of Fallen Text. Which is basically what the whole uh, book for, um, help me here. For, uh, oh man. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank too. It's no, the, no, um, okay. the Lawless it Frontier. Is... Yes, the Lawless Frontier. So yes, the Lawless Frontier really doesn't go into much other than it talks about basically the rise of the Scorn in the, uh, the, the Tangled Shore. And basically all of that book is an excerpt from C.C. LaGrange's translations of writing and observations from the Tangled Shore of Fallen Text. So it's a bunch of fallen writings, basically about how the... About the uh, rise of the uh, Scorn and the Barons. And, yep, right before we basically killed them all. So, yep. so that is really just information, technically just about the Barons, which is kind of its own topic. But uh, as far as the Shore, I think that is probably going to... Cover plenty of information for now. Pretty much. Yep. All right. Anything else to add? Um, do we want to give a tease about next week? Yeah, or that's exactly what I was thinking. Episode. I think because so. we're doing these episodes in two, you know, every other Saturday, kind of thing. Um. Yes. So the next this episode. Work out. You want to talk about that, Hyven? Oh yeah, sure. Sorry, <laughs> wasn't sure that was a question. Um, yeah, so we are going to be looking into ghost stories. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a two-parter. Um, there's some serious, pretty sad stories, and there's some pretty funny, interesting ones. Um, any of you guys know about pulled pork? Then you'll enjoy it. <laughs> pulled pork. Oh, that makes me laugh and cry at the same time. But we'll get into it. That's all I'm going to say. Just keep in mind pulled pork. And I don't mean your lunch. But that is actually relevant <laughs> to ghost stories. Uh, ghost stories is a long one, so we're definitely going to divide that into at least two episodes. I think just reading the text itself all around is for like an hour or so. So I think we probably divide that into two hour episodes. We'll probably do the serious ones as an episode and maybe the uh, goofy ones as a separate one. Correct. Um, and honestly, there's two that I think we shouldn't cover because we could probably slide those in <laughs> somewhere else. I think we still have to cover them because it's still technically speculation. Although the yeah. first one, I thought it was speculation. After the second one, I didn't think it was <clears throat> much speculation. But yeah, maybe we read them. We just won't go into uh, we, we, them too much. It, like if if we even talk about it, it'll be like very brief. <laughs> yeah, that ties into a story that we're definitely going to have to cover, but that spans, that is that is going to be a multi-parter just by itself. 
Exactly. Just, like, compile all that stuff. But we won't even go into that right now. Uh, but yep, in two weeks' time, we will prepare Ghost Stories uh, Part 1. Yep. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys all in a couple weeks then. Talk to you guys later.